0: This podcast may contain explicit language and themes, so listener discretion is advised.
1: Ill-advised, misinformed, opinions will be performed. Are you ready? Is Welcome to to
0: You're listening to A Hill to Die On, a podcast hosted by two stubborn as shit Aussies who give hot takes on a different topic every week go away to dig deeper, and then reconvene to share whether or not their hot take hill was worth dying on. We're your hosts, once gifted children, Josie Spicer and Kyra Brooks. Welcome to episode four of A Hill to Die On. This week, we're asking the question, are cool girls ever really cool? So Josie, are cool girls ever really cool? Well, no. Do you want to, do you want to elaborate?
1: or <laughs> just, just like, nah, 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 <laughs> nah done.
0: Basically, I am a reformed cool girl and cool girl is a capital C. My understanding of a cool girl is that they may like things that aren't typically considered to be feminine interests and will have a lot of male friends and, yeah, we will sort of almost always jump on the chance to, to make fun of other women who maybe do have more culturally accepted feminine interests. So, as an example, as a teenager, I was super into World of Warcraft and listened to a lot of black metal. And I had almost exclusively all male friends who played World of Warcraft and also listened to black metal. And they were also misogynists. It wasn't until I actually met you, Kara you're one of the first women that i became friends with after leaving high school because
1: i mean you were young when we met like you were 19 when i was we became friends.
0: 18 turning 19 18, yeah yeah you and one of our other friends i was just like making fun of other women and you're both like no nah, women are cool and i never had anyone say that to me before because i hung out with like basically all misogynists then i met my husband not long after And he's like, no, women are cool. You should be a feminist. And here's why. (laughs) Love it. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Robert. Yeah, right. And yeah, since then I became actually cool and welcomed all sorts of people into my life and my life is much richer for it. When I was a cool girl, I worked very hard to try and appear cool. And it was always at the expense of other women. And Years ago, I remember reading a tweet or a Tumblr post or something saying when cool girls say that they're not like the other girls, what they're really saying to their guy friends is I see how you treat other women and I don't want to be treated like that, so please separate me. Mm. And that really stuck with me because I think that's absolutely how I felt. Kara, Short answer, yes with an if. Long answer, no with a but. I think they're deep down
1: generally really cool people a lot of the time they just are subject to or have been subject to maybe like poor female role models or too much misogyny and like internalized misogyny and that's how it expresses itself and I think almost every cool girl can be saved it's Mm -hmm. just yeah I don't in the in the moment when they're being a cool girl not cool Um, And I can say I used to be a cool girl to an extent. Um, I definitely have always had female friends, but those relationships have been more strained at times than others.
0: I was thinking about, your mum's like areas of work and study I wonder if that had any influence on you at all oh yeah like I'd say for sure because I had a really strong female role model of like even
1: though my mum is extremely feminine I would say she's also she's really uh intelligent really powerful and then not mutually exclusive to femininity at all but she was a really like great role model to have um, just to be like, oh, women can do this and this and this and this. <laughs> I don't know. I think it it definitely would have stopped a lot of the thoughts of like, well, women are shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think part of it, just from personal experience, is realizing you do feel different to other girls, hmm. you know, and if your interests don't align with what society tells you a woman is um, or you don't feel that your body aligns or you don't think that you you want to be that, Um, for whatever reason, and those reasons I'm sure are super varied, that would make you feel isolated from other women. Therefore, I am not like other women.
0: Right, you're not really thinking critically about it. Yeah,
1: and then it just becomes like, oh, you're just one of those cool girls. Personally, for me... Being that was the way I dealt with most of my mental, like I don't want to say mental problems as if I'm completely unhinged, but most of my you know sort of issues was to repress them, and so that was a one of my biggest things that I still struggle with is anxiety, and I think that that was my way of dealing with it was to completely repress it, and what better way to repress it than having this persona of just being chill, you know, like I'm cool with everything because the more I tell myself I'm fine, hopefully it'll become true. Um, and I just completely repressed how I actually felt about a lot of things. And so people just thought I was this like laid back, cool person when in reality I was really struggling. And you know, there's things that I can look at now and be like, well, of course you felt different to other girls, you dickhead. Like there's still things now where I try and explain it to my female friends and they they understand as best they can, but they don't actually understand like things yeah. where I say I want to have my breasts removed or certain things where it's like they don't get it and I don't expect them to, why would they relate to it? Um, but it's just just being othered, that's basically the thing and you're othering yourself in a way that is acceptable so you still feel like you have
0: peers because it was too hard to find people that were actually like you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like for the most part, I was in the closet as a teenager. One of my biggest fears was worse than calling me fat, it was if you call me a lesbian. That terrified me. Like if I, if I actively hated women, well then i definitely couldn't be a lesbian
1: yeah that's true it's like a good mask
0: okay Kara. well let's go away for a week collect all we can about cool girls their relative coolness and we'll reconvene next week yes i look forward to it okay it was good talking to you you too okay bye bye so Kara, it's been a week since we went away and delve deeper into cool girls uh would you like to state what your current hill is
1: yes so the question being are cool girls ever really cool yes yeah so yes they can be cool but while they're being cool girls no
0: uh your take on your hill it's interesting i'm aware i'm being far more charitable to cool girls than i am to nice guys i think that for as long as they're being cool girls they're not so no um there's at least potential that's it not yeah. a guarantee but. yeah it's like they, might, <laughs> they may still be fucking losers i don't know <laughs> um but it won't be because they're also misogynists i guess yeah
1: and misogyny is never cool is really the bottom line
0: so this be the companion episode to a nice guys ever really nice yeah no i think the bottom line is misogyny is never cool or okay um but we're socialized that way So I first started off with a 2017 piece by Julie DeCaro called The Dangers of the Cool Girl Ideal. She set out the basic definitions of a cool girl, which I feel like we are pretty well all over. So someone that says they're one of the guys says that they reject drama, um, but they're quick to mock and criticize women and say that they're not uptight she was saying that basically we're socialized to be competitive to other women uh, as if we acknowledge and like accept that if business continues as usual there's kind of there's simply not room for us like all of us women at the table and even those of us who have turned and like remain critical of cool girls we're, we're still carrying some amount of competitiveness towards women we might be able to identify it in ourselves and act accordingly or like reject that part of ourselves. But I don't know about you, Cara, you might feel differently to this, but even now, if I see another woman succeeding, sometimes I will still get like a pang of jealousy. And if I don't inspect that, then that could be really dangerous. But when I do inspect that, I'm like, Oh, this is like feelings of inadequacy or feelings that this is taking away from from me. Yeah. 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 Like we're still all probably carrying some socialization of, like, what it is to be a cool girl. And she noted the phenomenon of the proximity to power, and it has a lot to answer for when it comes to being a cool girl. So, for example, proximity to power, we see it in alleged stochastic terrorist Andy No, who provides kill lists to the right-wing extremist group adam waffen division despite him being a gay asian man uh we see it with i believe wilson gavin who was the young man who recently appeared to organize the drag queen story time in brisbane he was gay yet aligned himself with those who detest the queer community and we also see it with milo Yiannopoulos, like a gay jewish man who's married to a black man but will write for far right organizations. So basically, cool girls will cozy up to people who at the earliest chance will probably discard them. The people they're admiring, whatever group they're othering, they want to be seen as the exception to that. So they'll try and carve out a space where they're like, well, I'm not like the rest of them. I'm a good one. And I guess the
1: irony or like the the sad part is that often and why they're so quickly discarded would be because if you're the people the type of men that are uh, want to be around a cool girl would be the misogynistic ones like it's a male fantasy for misogynists yeah so it makes
0: sense that yeah they they would see them as disposable exactly but if there's anyone who happens to be listening who is participating in some form of proximity to power bullshit you know something is wrong with the way things are Embrace the community you're trying so hard to distance yourself from. Your life will be so much richer. And then second to that, so it's a 2019 paper in social media and society called Mediated Superficiality and Misogyny Through Cool on Tinder by Jin Lee. Basically, it explored cool girls on Tinder and how we market ourselves, stuff like that. It mostly relates to like cis women, cis het women rather. She had a really interesting view on cool girls and how they embody both feminine, and masculine traits, but they need to keep that in balance if they still want to be held in esteem by other men so the masculine part needs to be or like at least observed on Tinder is like this woman who is sexually liberated as in is willing to hook up will say things that seem emotionally detached like oh yeah no I'm just here for hookups I'm not here for something I'm not going to be clingy like they're sort of rejecting
1: like stereotypical expectations of women
0: right so they're, they're sort of like copying that masculinity and they're maybe laughing at sexist jokes and stuff like that or have what we do to be like male, like masculine hobbies, but also at the same time, they need to continue to be sexually appealing mm-hmm. in a traditionally feminine way, and they can't be critical of masculinity. Otherwise that's like ruining the balance and then you might go full nice guy. On her <laughs> house. But yeah, and it was sort of like they found that the word cool on Tinder was used quite a bit, whether or not that was genuine they saw it as a way to differentiate themselves. It's been a long time
1: since I was on Tinder. Like I've been with Hugh for over five years now, but we met on Tinder and my Tinder profile when I was on there, because I was thinking that as you're saying it, I'm like, shit, was I a cool girl on Tinder? Oh no. I remember all of my photos. I don't think I was wearing makeup. Up in any of them, my bio the whole time I was on there literally just said I sleep in a racing car. Do you? <laughs> yes. Be like I sleep in a big bed with my wife. I was like, yes. <laughs> like, it was a really good test. Yeah. Whereas if they were like, do you actually sleep in a racing car? I'm like, fuck off. Like no. Um. I made a Venn diagram because I was trying to explain it to Hugh last night, and so I was like, look, like I'll just I'll draw a diagram, like it'll just be easier. <laughs> So basically three things that all need to intersect in order to have cool girl status. So it was stereotypical masculine either interests or characteristics combined with passivity. So, you know, you you never get angry. You're just like chill with everything. Mm. Um, You don't speak up when things go wrong. You're just cool. You're cool (laughs) with it, you know. Uh, And the third factor was being hot. And so all of these three things need to connect because if you're just hot with the passivity, you're just boring. Yeah. If you're hot with just masculine characteristics or interests, then you could be too aggressive. If you've got masculine characteristics but you're too pass but you're passive, then you must not be hot because otherwise you would be a cool girl. Dude, this
0: is the fucking balance.
1: But yeah, that, that was, I thought, like an interesting way of framing it. And when I was explaining it to Hugh, as I was saying, like I was a reformed cool girl and he was like, well, what were you, diff- how were you different before? Like, were you faking masculine interests? And I was like, no, 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 like this is the thing. I've never really had what you would consider. Like, you know, a lot of people consider stereotypically masculine interests, like cars, sport." video games like i've never really been into any of that but it's more that i think i just have masculine characteristics or masculine i get told i have a masculine energy whatever that fucking means maybe it's because i swear like a sailor i don't really know (laughs) but (laughs) whatever that is that sort of excuse like that's part of it so then i was like no what the part that i was faking was the passive
0: and i'm curious to know in the dakaro piece she was talking to another like i don't know fucking author academic or something and this person was like most cool girls will have a coming to Jesus moment where they stop being a cool girl and I was wondering if you ever had that moment or if you just sort of matured slowly and kind of came to Mm, that I think for me it was slowly maturing and it was having more female friends and I
1: realized that oh these are actually you know not competition these are people that are on my Mm -hmm. side and you know much better friends to me in a lot of ways than my male friends when were you a cool girl so for me it was 18 to 21 and honestly it's interesting now looking at this venn diagram in relation to this because i didn't get hot until i was 18 (laughs) i was fuggers so yeah i think i didn't have the option of being a cool girl um but i always felt othered and wasn't really or didn't feel like i was ever really truly accepted i felt that people were talking about me behind my back and then would later discover that it was true
0: that's really interesting and i feel like that mirrors so much of quite a few of the responses that i received on our instagram so many people who were just like i didn't feel like i belonged um there were some who were like i was going through puberty and the type of attention i was getting was a type of attention i didn't Mm -hmm. want so i tried to differentiate myself from that sexual yeah attention. like i don't
1: want to be an object i'm a person
0: yeah <laughs> like fuck me right there was some really interesting ones that kind of goes back to what we were talking about uh at the start of the week where there are a few people who i know who are non-binary and they're like oh oh yeah no i wasn't like the other girls mm-hmm. I was just channeling that I didn't have language for it. I was confused about what I was feeling. And it wasn't actually until like all of them said it wasn't until they started embracing friendships with women and also for some of them embracing the queer community or whatever that they were like, oh, actually, like I understand myself a little bit better now. I'm not a woman, not a man, something else or kind of as i was saying last week oh no i really like women (laughs) and and that frightened me every single one of the people that like responded about how is your relationships to men and all women changed basically everyone's like oh i have such deeper friendships now. yes i found that Um, as
1: well like everyone was like yeah it's completely different i think i personally i connect with people so much better and i don't make judgments anymore based on gender, which I feel like I used to do a lot because that's part of it, is yep. like, oh, women are drama and just bullshit like that, that you just hear so you think it's true or fucking paint them all with the same brush. And it's crazy because, like, I knew that men started drama as well. I was subject to it so many times. Like, you just need to fucking look at World War One and be like, any war? Men started a lot of drama. <laughs> I stopped trying to be friends with people that were similar to me because – similar values are really important. But beyond that, I think embracing difference has been a really positive experience and helped me to grow as a person. Like you need the challenge in order to grow.
0: Oh, fuck. Yeah. Like I remember it's, I don't feel like it's entirely a coincidence that the period that I was a cool girl was also the period that I thought I couldn't possibly be friends with someone who had a different taste in music to me and now i'm like i don't fucking care if you listen to gregorian chant music like you're my pal um i I said that specifically because i do you're like please please someone um was there anything else you want to discuss before wrapping up
1: Realizing for me, like what made me personally stop being a cool girl was like definitely also having legitimately cool friends, finding girls that I connected with on a really deep level and realizing that a lot of my previous issues with female friends that I'd had throughout my life I think it was more to do with my or their insecurity and just a general lack of maturity rather than our gender. And I yeah. think realising that guys could act exactly like negative stereotypes
0: of women being catty or cruel, and mm-hmm. that was almost worse when it was coming from them. I think the thing that would get nice guys out of nice guyness is maturity and being friends with really cool dudes. Like, yeah. I, I think it's probably the same fucking... They need more um, Roberts. They need more Roberts. They need more Roberts. They need more Hughes. And, like... I saw
1: a thing, so I watched a video, it was by a channel on YouTube called The Take, uh, and they did a video on cool girls, but they talk about Gone Girl, like the novel and the film. Yeah, yes, Gillian Flynn. She's labeled as a cool girl, right? Completely lays out like what it is and everything. But one part that I particularly found interesting in that was they were talking about it, uh, like the whole trope as a male fantasy that was created by men and petu- perpetuated by women pretending to be her. And I thought that was really great um, because it's, you know, women that are suppressing
0: their authentic self and that's not relatable. This reminds me of like a discussion I kind of heard on the Shameless podcast. They were, they talk about pop culture and stuff like that and celebrity culture, but they're talking about John Legend's wife, Chrissy Teigen. Oh, yeah, yep. yep my understanding is that she's like pretty fucking like cool as in like a feminist and for women and stuff like that. But apparently she had this previous point, at least in the public life of being a cool girl. And then I don't know if it was her or her PR team, feminism is being embraced. Cool girls aren't cool anymore. So stop being this kind of person and start talking about political stuff and start talking about women's rights and, sexuality and all that sort of stuff and and that's played really well for her and i'm not saying it's not genuine but i it made me think that oh shit maybe in mainstream media cool girls aren't being held as high as they used to be like
1: it's gone out of fashion
0: yeah so i yeah i thought that was interesting like maybe culturally cool girlness has is now frowned upon and rejected which i think is a really good thing yeah like if more
1: people are into activism then passivity that's a plus
0: mm-hmm. all right Kara, was your hill worth dying on yes <laughs> i still think uh that it's uh not cool
1: to be a cool girl and i can't say that cool girls could never be cool because so many of my friends are reformed cool girls and they are cool as hell and josie are you still steadfast on your hill or have you changed hills
0: yeah no i'm staying on my hill it's not cool to be a cool girl. It's cool to lift up other women, and sort of, kind of similar to to nice guys. I can empathise with how people get there, but not good enough, buddies. Okay, well that's enough for this week. Um, hopefully, you can join us again next week where we'll be discussing should the royals be treated like royalty. You can find us on Twitter at a Hill to Die on Pod. You can. Like us on Facebook at Ahiltodion. You can find us on Instagram at
1: Pod. And if you want to shoot us an email, Pod at gmail.com.
0: You can also find our website at Ahiltodionpod.com. And if you could subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts, it would be greatly appreciated. Bye. See you next week.